0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel where we synthesize today's important economic and business news, and using fundamental business and valuation analysis, help give you actionable investing insights and guidance. It's Tuesday, September 29th, 2020, and let's talk about where the stock market is now, the Trump-Biden debate tonight and election, Spotify's Daniel Eck investing in a Tesla rival in Europe, and US retail bankruptcies hitting a record high. And this episode is brought to you by Fundrise, which is personally my favorite way to invest in solid diversified private real estate without actually having to own and manage your own properties. So let's dive into it. So today the stock market is pulling back a bit, down about 50 basis points or half a percent. And this is kind of a pullback after two sessions of solid gains that we've seen in the last two trading days. And we've seen market volatility on the rise these days ahead of the November US election. But given the economic backdrop and elevated valuations that we've seen in some of the indices and some of the sectors, um, I believe there's a higher likelihood of downside than an upside from here, which is why I'm keeping the target allocations the same for now. And if you haven't seen it, as usual, stay to the of the video for the target allocations so as you're thinking about what the stock market is going to do over the next three to five months here are some really critical things on the horizon to watch out for so the first thing to watch out for is who's going to win the election and who's going to control congress which is something we're going to talk about in depth in a second here Uh, the second thing to look out for is will enough additional stimulus be passed so democrats want 2.2 trillion dollars in stimulus to support citizens restaurants businesses airlines, childcare, and local governments, and some welfare programs, whereas Republicans are resisting large, untargeted amounts of deficit spending. The more stimulus that's created, the better the stock market will perform, at least in the short term, because of increased consumer spending and asset inflation. But don't forget that too much spending and runaway debt could actually hinder the economy for years to come and threaten the US dollar and economy long term. The third thing to look out for is will there be a fall or winter COVID-19 spike that renews a harder quarantine lockdown? If we do see this and if we see it abruptly, the higher case and death numbers could spook the markets, but also it could worsen an already weak labor market and cause a deeper recession. And one more thing to look out for is will we have an approved vaccine or therapeutic and will it be adopted? So we may actually have some improved vaccines by early 2021, but we're concerned that convincing people to be early adopters of what is perceived to be a rushed vaccine will actually be tougher than a lot of people are expecting. This is an a political show, but politics ultimately affect trade, the economy, and businesses. So it's really important to talk about, especially with election day being five weeks away between President Donald Trump and Democratic nominee Joe Biden, and the first presidential debate being tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. So regarding the tech policy, the current Trump administration would likely continue intense regulatory scrutiny of technology companies. Trump's efforts have included allegations of an anti-conservative bias online, Antitrust probes of Google and Facebook, and actions against TikTok and WeChat, specifically because they're Chinese companies. But former Vice President Joe Biden isn't so far apart here, where he's actually been critical of big tech's market power, and he's also said that he would support stricter antitrust laws and online privacy rules. On taxes, President Trump is pushing to continue the 2017 tax bill, which lowered taxes on businesses and individuals while increasing the budget deficit, whereas Biden is actually proposing funding social social programs through a significant tax increase on corporations and the wealthy. And on immigration, a core theme of Trump's 2016 campaign and his first term in office has really been to reduce most forms of immigration by some amount. Uh, some of the changes include a border wall construction, travel bans, and a temporary closure of the Southern border to asylum seekers during the pandemic. And Biden really is different here and has said that he'd be trying to undo a lot of these changes that Trump has made. On foreign policy, Trump and Biden have some pretty big differences on certain things such as how to treat alliances and specifically around Saudi Arabia and Iran. But on the other hand, they actually hold some similar views on some major goals, including limiting troop deployments in the Middle East. On China, China, Trump has obviously laid out a much more confrontational policy against China than his predecessors, and surprisingly, Biden is actually expected to maintain that hardline stance if elected. On trade, during his first term, Trump has really piled on the tariffs and has spurned alliance building, mostly to try to protect American labor and commerce, whereas Biden wants to reverse direction on this and says he'll try to woo allies battered by Trump and try to rethink the use of tariffs and try to create a unified front against China. So bringing it back to how it affects the stock market. This election really is a mixed bag with Trump scoring high marks for the economy, but Biden really kind of seeming more stable on foreign policy and trade. Uh, The market generally dislikes uncertainty and likes a split government where they can't really do much. So either a Trump or Biden presidency plus a split Congress would probably be favorable. My view is that the most significant downside risk for the markets is if Biden wins and the Democrats sweep Congress, which would allow for an easier passing of things like higher taxes on corporations and social programs. The next story to talk about is that billionaire Spotify founder and CEO Daniel Ek has invested in Swedish battery firm Northvolt, which is constructing a gigafactory in Sweden. And this is part of Daniel Ek's moonshot pledge, where he pledged to invest 1.2 out of his $4 billion personal fortune into European startups focused on deep technology and scientific innovation. Northvolt is currently in the process of building a Gigafactory to produce the batteries in Sweden and expects production to start around 2021. And it's also applying for permission to construct a second Gigafactory in Germany, which is targeted to start operations somewhere in 2024, which is a little ways off. So with this, along with the seemingly unending stream of news about electric vehicles, cars, and batteries, It's really clear to me that electric vehicles are the future, especially as someone who's owned a Tesla Model X for three and a half years and someone who's planning on buying one to two Teslas in the future. The more cheap, high-capacity batteries that are available, the better electric vehicles will actually compare head-to-head against gas cars, which is really important for adoption. Those of you that have been watching the channel know that I'm a mild bull of Tesla. I think the valuation is really high and potentially overvalued for its current financials, but I'm a firm believer behind the company's future success and momentum. I believe that electric vehicle adoption today in 2020 is somewhere around where smartphones were in 2008, um, where one transformational player is inventing a new category that's gonna take the market by storm. If you remember back in 2008, Apple had just invented the first iPhone the year prior in 2007, and it was just starting to get adopted, although the bulk of the market share was still owned by the other manufacturers like Nokia and Blackberry. And to the hyper Tesla bulls credit, investing in Apple from 2008 to 2020 would have been really all you needed to maximize your wealth. But that being said, Apple never reached Tesla levels of hype or potential overvaluation. And a lot of the Tesla hyper bulls from this price point are really heavy on how Tesla is gonna innovate and disrupt the industry and very light on their actual valuation. And if you're still Kind of doubting if valuation actually matters for transformational companies just ask what tesla was doing from 2015 as you see here to 2019 the stock price was generally flat and you wouldn't have gotten great returns but the company was growing and innovating during that time one thing i'll throw out there is that electric vehicles and cars are probably going to take much longer to adopt than smartphones were adopted because people are buying cell phones every year and the technology is much smaller and much more adoptable than replacing a full vehicle industry. Furthermore, there are just bigger hurdles here for electric vehicles to completely dethrone internal combustion vehicles, especially around battery capacity, and it's not just a simple chip size and software game. The third story to talk about is that US retail bankruptcies, liquidations, and store closures have reached record levels in the first half of 2020 because of the COVID-19 pandemic and the accelerated shift to online shopping. So things to note here is that almost 30 retailers in the US have filed for chapter 11 bankruptcy so far this year, including names like Neiman Marcus, JC Pier One Imports, GNC Holdings, Lucky Brand, and Brooks Brothers. And this puts 2020 on pace to rival the record setting 2010 year, where we hit 48 retailers going through chapter 11 bankruptcy after the great financial crisis. And it's not just about bankruptcies either, because even the solvent brick and mortar retailers like Macy's and Bed Bath & Beyond are actually closing record numbers of stores. And according to industry research, retailers could shut down as many as 25,000 stores for the year 2020. Be mindful that not only is this gonna affect retail companies themselves, but it'll also have damaging effects to the commercial real estate market, whether it's REITs that own retail real estate, and we've also talked about office real estate in the past. So we're in the midst of a brick and mortar store shakeout, which is actually a trend that we've seen before the COVID-19 pandemic, but COVID-19 has actually accelerated the trend quite a bit. Having covered some retail stocks through the years at prior hedge funds that I've worked for, um, I've really seen that these big legacy retailers have seen the e-commerce threat for at least a decade and have tried to move towards an omni-channel e-commerce model but they've actually failed and have been failing because they have such a heavy existing infrastructure and also a lack of capital to deploy and a lack of innovation just inherent in their companies. I believe we'll continue to see a lot of these legacy retailers continue to fail, but don't be worried because in-person shopping isn't gonna go away completely. Instead, nimble e-commerce brands and potentially retailers that are really innovative in delivering the product and experience to their customers and being more nimble on their business model uh, will actually take their place. We're seeing a lot of nimble brands open up smaller footprint showroom types of stores and other types of experiences and have widespread delivery as well i mean as you see here king amazon's being really innovative and creative trying to turn these old sears and jc penny stores that are in malls and vacant uh, and turning them into fulfillment centers so the key takeaway here is that before we buy a beaten down retail stock we should really ask ourselves, is this company truly an undervalued stock that can recover to where it was before? Or are we actually catching a falling knife with a company that's going to be either hindered or much smaller in the future, or potentially go insolvent? We covered other news in the newsletter about Allbirds, TikTok, Spaceflight, and Microsoft service going down. So don't forget to sign up for the newsletter if you're interested. Otherwise, thank you so much for watching, and please don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, happy investing.